1: Hey there, my name's Michael Laminato, and this is preview day at the 2023 Mexico City Grand Prix on Pit Pass F1. Pit Pass F1 is brought to you by Evergreen Podcasts, and this week, the sport arrives at the high-altitude Mexico City for the middle leg of its America's triple header, where the always colourful and enthusiastic crowd is cheering for Sergio Perez. But Perez's rough season, in which he's been so easily dispatched by Max Verstappen, has riled up some of his home fans. Despite never really getting going on the track, the sometimes simmering rivalry between the two drivers has suddenly become a major story ahead of Checo's home race. Meanwhile, some minds are still very much focused on the events in Austin a few days ago, where Lewis Hamilton and Charles Leclerc were disqualified for plank wear. There's speculation many more cars were run illegally low but evaded inspection, leading some to question whether the rules are still fit for purpose in this area. To wrap up the day from the Mexico City paddock, including the latest on McLaren's bid for third in the championship and the rookies set for practice outings this weekend, let's hear now from your hosts. It's Chris Medlin.
0: hello everybody chris medland with you right up here in mexico city and i say up here because we're at such high altitude 2240 meters above sea level Uh, the highest venue we go to of the year and You do feel it, I will be honest. You feel it when you basically step off the plane and you start moving around, but certainly in the paddock, walking in, walking out, uh, running upstairs or anything like that. Uh, Did a track run tonight that uh, definitely uh, showed, A, that I'm unfit, but B, uh, the difference in in oxygen. And speaking to some of the drivers here where high altitude means thinner air and you're getting uh, kind of less value for the oxygen you're breathing in, uh, they say they notice it when they're not in the car, but outside of it. Now, in the car, it does affect drivers in the sense that, if you have maximum downforce on the car, because the air pressure is lower at this, at this altitude, you're getting less value out of that downforce. So it feels like you've got a low downforce set up on, even though you've got the most downforce you could possibly run on the car. So that's how they feel the difference. But actually, in terms of physically, it seems to be that they don't notice it so much. So uh, not the biggest physical test for them this weekend, which they'll probably be thankful for off the back of Qatar, which was so tough. And also, Austin wasn't an easy one either, especially with all the bumps. Uh, and if we get into that in a little bit, but a lot of the talk today was about uh, Lewis Hamilton and Charles Leclerc and their disqualifications on Sunday night from the United States Grand Prix. And the fact that that came late, uh, but for plank wear where uh, they were touching too much and they'd worn their plank down too low below what the regulations allow. Uh, and that was something that Hamilton said today. Multiple sources had told him that it wasn't just the cars they checked that were illegal now the way the FIA do it uh, and it may well have been explained already that uh, they have to pick cars at random because otherwise it would just take far too long to go through everything with every car so in Austin what they did was they picked four cars from the top four teams Max Verstappen who won the race Lando Norris in the McLaren who ended up classified second after the disqualifications Lewis Hamilton and Charles Leclerc so he had one from Red Bull one from McLaren one from Ferrari and one from Mercedes and the Leclerc and Hamilton as we now well know were found to be uh, illegal in the sense of how much wear they'd had on theirs, so they were disqualified. But when you've got a 50% hit rate like that, you might think that they'd need to look at other cars too. But no that's just not the way it works it's not part of the regulations and again time constraints are part of the uh, argument as such now Gunter Steiner said uh, he doesn't think it's a problem if the FIA suddenly say we want another 30 minutes because we're going to check every car for this issue seeing as it seems to have happened to multiple Uh, and his engineers confirmed it takes about 20 seconds for them to check the thickness of the plank afterwards so they thought it could be done quickly and Hamilton said multiple sources told him there were many more illegal cars and they just got away with it because they weren't checked Uh, And of course, the teams themselves can then look at it afterwards and work out, okay, in the future, we need to try and make sure we avoid this because if we'd been checked, we would have been disqualified. So it became a pretty hot topic in that sense. Charles Leclerc admitted as well that he was surprised by his exclusion because In the build up to the Sunday race, so after the sprint on Saturday in Austin, there was no sign of wear at all and they thought they had a lot of margin. So Ferrari's focus though was on understanding why they'd been caught out when it didn't look like they thought they would be, uh, why they had these issues. So he said they're still in the analysis phase. But an interesting other topic that came from the clerk's press session today was that he said he is wary of McLaren and the progress being made by that team. as I mentioned, Lando Norris promoted to second in Austin. the gap's still over eighty points so. It's, it's a big gap to try and close over four races, but the rate McLaren has been scoring, it certainly isn't completely out of the question that they might actually be able to get close to Ferrari with a couple of big weekends. So it'll be really interesting to see on Friday how those two teams go here, because the altitude does affect how cars perform. Uh, and it could well be that it favors one or the other, and if it's McLaren it favors, then they'll be looking to eat into that deficit that they have to Ferrari and put the pressure on later in the season. Uh, and perhaps something that will be helping McLaren at this this stage not that they would have wanted it but is that Carlos Sainz is unwell. Uh, Sainz was not at the track today for media day. Uh, He's been feeling unwell since arriving in Mexico so was staying back at the hotel and recovering and recuperating. Now the team said they're hopeful that he will be fine tomorrow to drive the car and they're looking forward to having him back but clearly unwell enough to need a little bit more time to recuperate so uh, I'll keep an eye on that for you and, and bring you news of his condition tomorrow. Now the other big story here in Mexico City this weekend, it's kind of been building in the lead up, it was talked about again in Austin uh, ahead of coming here, is the situation between Sergio Perez and Max Verstappen. And more pointedly, the rivalry between them that has been kind of created as a media narrative here in Mexico, because at times, Checo has been made to look like the bad guy or has come in for criticism from Helmut Marko particularly, and he's another person that's been in, in the crosshairs of the local media and they feel it's unfair Uh, the way Verstappen has sometimes had priority within Red Bull they feel is not uh, a fair way of treating Perez so when Perez's struggles have been accentuated in recent races it's really not gone down well locally and it's meant that there's actually some increased security around many of the Red Bull team actually this weekend Uh, Verstappen has some extra bodyguards with him Uh, now Verstappen did play down that situation. He said, "There's there's a number of races. There's not just here where it's just easier for moving around, for helping you get places, to make sure you're secure. Uh, where there's big crowds and passionate fans that can get close. So he didn't see it as an issue. He said the welcome he had has been brilliant, and he had a whole day of marketing on Wednesday that went very well, uh, and he felt you know very uh, very comfortable. So wasn't overly concerned, but it did need addressing in the same way that Sergio Perez wanted to say to." all of the fans really the differences between on the track and off the track and he said yes we're rivals on the track just like I'm rivals with Fernando Alonso on the track or Lando Norris or anyone I might be racing but as soon as we stop racing we're not rivals anymore we're just athletes that are doing our jobs and there's no rivalry that extends beyond what we're doing when we're racing so he kind of said we've got to leave it on the track and that is actually part of an ongoing new uh, campaign that was launched here in mexico for for this weekend but it will continue i think with formula one looking to uh, push this narrative of they call it respect so the word race pecked instead of respect but I'm. But it is a, it's is—it's a good initiative actually, because it's to say look, our battles are on track, but we keep it on track and we keep it respectful when they're racing each other on the track, but support your own drivers. But then as soon as the visors are opened and the helmets come off, you know, that's it. that That's where that battle ends. So uh, it was a, a topic that both were asked about and Max played it down. Checo also just tried to make sure that he kind of had the fans on side and he mentioned that it was more a media narrative that they're trying to build it up but it has lead, led to a lot of interest here and i think there's a bit of a concern that Verstappen might come in for quite a lot of stick uh, and and the venting of frustrations from the local fan base who are massively passionate and create always an awesome atmosphere here uh, it's certainly another highlight of the season coming from austin which uh, a number of the paddock love to go to uh, and the huge crowd we have there we'll get another massive one here Uh, at the circuit, the Autodromo Hermanos Rodriguez, and I'm apologizing for butchering the name of the circuit, but uh, it's a really atmospheric venue and really cool one to have Formula 1 cars racing around. We don't always get the best and most exciting races from it, but the rest of the weekend and everything that's going on around it uh, is, is always a real highlight. So hopefully plenty of positive things to focus on moving forward, but there's a chance that we might see a little bit of hostility between Verstappen and some of Red Bull. Now, it's not just the race that we have to focus on this weekend. In fact, FP1 is going to be very interesting tomorrow. So make sure you tune back in for tomorrow's podcast to find out how a number of rookies got on. Because as part of the regulations, every team has to run a rookie driver on at least two occasions during a season for an FP1 session. And the way it works is... Each race driver has to give up one session each, so you can't replace the same driver twice. Uh, and we've got five different replacements coming up uh, in FP1 this weekend. Fred Vesti will make his debut for Mercedes, uh, so that'll be the first outing for the Danish driver who's racing in Formula 2. Uh, in fact, All of these guys are racing in Formula 2, so it shows they're on the right pathway because Jack Dewan's gonna have another outing for Alpine and he did that here last year, so it's not so new to him. Teo Poche as well uh, has had a bit of FP1 uh, testing before and he's gonna be back in the Alfa Romeo then there's Isaac Hadjar getting his first outing for Alpha Tauri. He's a Red Bull young driver, not had the best season in Formula 2, uh, but his team's not been all that competitive either. So a really good opportunity for him to show what he can do in Formula 1 machinery. And then perhaps the most interesting one from my perspective was Ollie Behrman, who is a young British driver. And I'm not just saying I'm being biased as a Brit, but actually because Behrman as 18, he only turned 18 this year, uh, rookie in Formula 2, he's had a really good season, multiple wins, racing for Prema. Uh, he's not in the title for but he's had some real standout highlights where he's been up there at the sharp end and he's part of the Ferrari Driver Academy so highly rated by those at Maranello. he's already driven the 2021 car during some testing at Fiorano and that was to prepare for this outing with Haas so he's going to have two outings at the end of the season and the first one's here in Mexico and there's now an opening for a reserve driver at Haas because Pietro Fittipaldi is going to be racing in IndyCar full-time next year Now Haas want to keep Fittipaldi around and involved and they think with the schedules that they know there will be a number of races, he can still come and be the reserve driver and and Gunther Steiner said today that Fittipaldi is part of the family but they will need to look at others for reserve options and they're talking to Ferrari about that. So if Behrman can have a good run here in Mexico and a clean FP1 session, then he could put himself in that frame, it won't do him any harm, uh, certainly and Steiner said he's actually given him a warning, that is, you can't actually prove anything good here you can only do something bad and in that sense he said if you have the perfect fp1 session and you do everything right and everything brilliantly and it's incredible performance no one will remember it in a few weeks time or in a few years time but if you crash or do something silly in your first fp1 session ever your first time in an f1 car during an f1 weekend you'll carry that for the rest of your career so do not do anything stupid. And Behrman has taken that on board and says, yeah, there's. I can only lose in a sense and I just need to get out there and uh, enjoy it. That's the main thing he's going to try and do. But that will be the case for all of them. And in that sense, I'm sure all the drivers will be trying to prove something that, that they're worthy of a place on the grid, but they'll also be trying to avoid any incidents. So uh, I'll be back tomorrow to let you know how they will get on.
1: Thanks very much to Chris, who's bringing us the latest from the Mexico City paddock all this weekend. Make sure you don't miss an update from the Mexico City Grand Prix by subscribing to Pit Pass F1 wherever you get your favourite podcasts. And you can visit us at pitpassmotorsports.com. While you're there, check out the Pit Pass Motorsports blog, powered by Podium Life, featuring racing articles and motorsport industry news. You can also keep up to date with goings-on between episodes by following Chris on social media. Just check the links in the show description. My name's Michael Lamanato. Pit Pass F1 is an evergreen podcast. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, uh-huh, in my dentist's office, more than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do.